Hello. Hello. Salam and good evening to you, worthy friend. Please, please, come closer. Uh, too close, a little too close. Hello and good evening to another Disney Brit Radio show. Thank you once again for joining us on what is a very depleted cast this week. But hey, we're here anyway. And uh, just two of us this week. Uh, it's myself and it's Gareth. Good evening. Good evening, Adam. How you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm all right. I've, I've got, I'd have a bone to pick with all of you, really. Oh, is this something to do with um, the last show? Well, there's some massive character assassination that took place <laughs> when I wasn't here. Yeah. What's the problem? Where, where would you like me to start? Well, it's not from the beginning if you want. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I, I, could have, I could have lied to you guys when I said <laughs> I didn't go and watch Wishes. I could have just pretended I'd been, sent you a video from YouTube, said, look what I've seen. Aren't I a proper fan? I didn't like it. <laughs> Honesty has been punished. Um, see, and, and exactly what we said was going to happen happened, which is the point that you heard it. We got a text <laughs> message. We said that was going to happen, and it did. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I forgot that you'd actually recorded while I was away, and I was just um, on the way to work, and I heard this. Brilliant. And, um, you know, t- to say it ruined my day. It, it didn't ruin your day. Of course it didn't. We're not, we're not that bad. Oh. Yeah, so well, anyway, the rest of them are going to get it when they get back. Fair enough. Um, anyway, so... There's only two of us this evening, and it's fine because actually the most important person for this evening's show is Gareth, because he's going to be doing his good, bad, and ugly from his trip to Disney World. Now, before any we start show, that, um, before of course any show. Before we start that, we have to apologise for our long, lengthy disappearance, um, and I'll explain to exactly why. Um, I moved house about uh, three weeks ago, nearly now, um, and. Uh, Obviously, moving house is stressful as it is, and uh, you obviously have to move all of your internet provider and all of that sort of stuff. And uh, exactly what I had to do when I moved house, I actually moved. I moved to Virgin Media, and I'm going to mention them because they were terrible. Um, they were supposed to attach my internet and television and everything the day I moved into the house, so there was no disruption to us doing Disney Brick whatsoever. And they then decided that they needed two men to do the job instead of one. And it's taken them basically two and a half weeks to give me internet and television. Which is really kind of them. So, uh, obviously I've had no internet access properly whatsoever. And the area I live in, the, the, the signal isn't amazing. You know, there's kind of a signal, but it's nothing brilliant. So, the reason we've been away is because it's taken me nearly two and a half weeks to uh, to get some sort of connection. So, we can continue recording the show. Uh, we've not got uh, John with us this evening. Um, he's working uh, because we're recording on a Monday evening rather than a Sunday. Because the Sunday was Father's Day, so everyone was very busy. Uh, Susan is on the way from work. And uh, Katie has gone off to lovely uh, Spain for a little bit of a break and we know what happened the last time she tried to join him from there so it's just the two of us uh, we're recording on what is probably the hottest day of the year here in the UK um, for those of you in the US will be like whatever uh, what's it been today about 32 33 degrees Something, Some, like that. something like that. Yeah. So we've had. I, when I, got in the, I got in the car to come home. It was twenty nine, but that was about six o'clock. So, so we've had basically what is a typical Orlando summer's day, uh, but obviously in Orlando, etc., everyone's geared up for it and you know can deal with the hot weather. Whereas here in England, uh, the whole world just grinds to a halt because nobody can cope with the heat. So uh, yeah, so it's the, probably the hottest day we've had. Anyway, talking about hot weather. You've just returned from Florida, and oh, uh, you were out there for, for quite a few exciting things that happened, and uh, I think it's time for you to do your good, bad, and ugly, and tell us what it is that you uh, you enjoyed while you are out there. So, are we going to start with the good? Yeah, go on, let's start with the good. Then. Okay, let's start so, with the good. The first thing I put was the new nighttime show, Happily Ever After, because I did eventually get around to seeing it. Yeah. So, you didn't get to see it straight away, did you? Is that right? I didn't, know. I, I was going to go and watch it the first night. And then um, I logged onto Facebook and I saw that um, someone had put pictures up 
of people sitting on the floor again at around five o'clock. I remember you sending these to us, yeah. So I'm not up for that. So I, I'm not I'm not bothered about being the first person to see something. Yeah. As long as as long as I do get to see it. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, so I, to be honest, every day it was it was pretty busy. People people were taking up seats around half past six, seven o'clock, mm-hmm. which I'm, not, I'm just not going to do. Um, so the, the the first time we watched it, we went to Casey's. Yeah. Uh, for about quarter to eight. Yeah. And got one of the tables um, right by the fence. Yeah. So you did actually get a pretty decent view. You, you couldn't see all of the um, fireworks, but probably about seventy percent of the fireworks you could see. Yeah. Fair enough. So for if it meant not having to stand up and try and keep the kids in one spot for two hours, I was happy with that. Okay. But um, you know, the actual projection show is flipping amazing. Well, I, from the videos that I've seen, it looks phenomenal. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I absolutely love Dreams, but it's it's so above and beyond what Dreams is. It's yeah. ridiculous. Um, I think what the, what is the, it that makes say, it so much better than Dreams? Um. In terms of projections, they're they're so much more crisper. Right. Okay. So it's kind of four, like, is it four K? Yes. Uh, yeah, I'd have thought so. It must be. Um, so on on dreams, you can still in every in every projection, you can still tell the castles underneath there. With yeah, with with this, it's almost as if it's just a blank canvas and there was nothing there. It could be anything. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I think they've they've taken you know, some some nods from dreams. So I think you guys were talking about the. Hunchback of Notre Dame yes. segment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if that if that wasn't in French in Paris, I would think it was the exact same. Okay, segment. fair so enough. They use the same song, very similar animations. Yeah. Um, but again, it's just really good, and that's something you don't really see. You don't really see that film in. Um, no, Hunchback is very, very, very rarely kind of seen, isn't it? You know, when it first came out, we had the show in. It was the show yeah. MGM at the time. Uh, but that's about the, the ex- mass extent, wasn't it? Of, uh, yeah, of I think. Could you spell to meet Miss Esmeralda? Yeah, I believe you could. I, way back. Yeah, that's like just a string of, of dads, I think, just queuing, wasn't it? Yeah, something like. Yeah, it's yeah, <laughs> it was something along those lines. But it was, uh, it was uh, just this, <laughs> this line of image of this line of dads. No, I'm sorry, kids, it isn't for you. Um, okay, so that was that was a good. Yeah. Yeah, like the absolute best thing. I'm going I'm to spoil it for Katie. I don't care. Um, the a spoiler alert, Moana it? segment. Okay, yeah. It's oh, it's so good. I when I watched it, I think I must have been around a lot of people that hadn't watched it before, and there was like yeah. an, an actual audible gasp when this oh, wow, came okay. on. I don't think anyone was expecting it to to be in there. Yeah. Um. So again, the projections are really good, but what what I really really loved is um the fireworks. So when they're setting these fireworks off into the sky, yeah, it actually makes the shape of the heart of Tafiti. Oh, see, that's in the clever. sky. Um, and they do Maui's hook as well. Oh wow! Okay. It's, the, the first the first time I did it, I didn't I didn't really notice that. It was only the second time when Claire said, "Was that was that his hook?" It's like, no, you can't you can't do that. And I watched it back, and you're like, "That's just I, I can't fathom how how you actually do that. The skill it must take to to have to coordinate that. It's just ridiculous." You would so have that, to do it. It would take a lot of work, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean. It was just so so good. I've never been so impressed with anything. Yeah. And when when you put it next to things like Rivers of Light, which are what people have waited a year for, it's just so above and beyond anything that 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 could even dream of being. Yeah. Fair enough. So that's that's on your good list. So good. All I'll, right. I'll, I'll go on a little about the, about this. Today. So what else okay. is on your good list? Um, okay. So another thing I sent you guys was the Frontier Hoedown happening. Yeah, or now this is something that isn't necessarily on the times guide to anything, is it? No, so I, I find out I find out about it by um, a guy called Kenny the Pirate. Yeah, which um, I think a lot of people have heard of. Yeah, yeah he has yeah. Um, yeah. an app called the Character Locator. Yeah, uh, that you can subscribe to, and then it gives you um, a lot of, of details about secret character meets and things like this that, that take place. Mm-hmm. So one of those is the, the hoedown happening. Um, which is it's like an and it's an announced dance party that takes place in Frontierland. So you have uh, Clarabelle Cow, Horace Horse, uh, Brer Bear, Brer Rabbit, and some of the country bears. Yeah. And they come out with the with some CMs, and one one of the CMs will just blow a whistle, and then this just um, sort of line dance dancing music will just start playing, and then um, they just sort of have like a big line dancing party in the middle of Frontierland. Yeah. 
and they're just going kind of grabbing grabbing people in to to join in. Um, they don't they don't officially take photos, but I, I did see them stopping for for photos with some people. Um, it's just really really fun in like an area that doesn't have that many that many characters. Um, to have something like that happening, and the other yeah. thing that only started while we were out there was um, like an informal meeting group with the country bears. Yeah, I thought you, you put some photos up about that as well, didn't you? So good. Um, so I think Chip and Dale have moved, haven't they, to go to Town Square? Yeah. I think this is sort of the, the, the replacement in the interim. So they don't have um, an official spot. They just sort of wander around Frontierland and just generally cause trouble. They were nicking things from um, some of the, the kiosks. Um, <laughs> okay. There's one of them running around with a bubble wand. Was there... Were they kind of a lot of people recognising who they were? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were okay. Yeah, I'm just I, I just wonder if something was announced. I think it'd be they'd be swamped. I just wonder because obviously the types of characters they are and they're they're park based characters. Um, that whether or not people would be looking at them going, I don't know who they are. Whether the genuinely would be yours. Yeah, maybe saying it wasn't announced. There's there's still a crowd of or at least a hundred people. I can't to watch them and take okay. photos with them. Again, they don't really stop for, for photos. If you, if you ask them, they will stop and take a quick photo, but then they don't have a, a spot or a queue line or anything. Fine, fair enough. Um, but they, oh, that was that absolutely made my holiday. I was so excited yeah. when when I found that was happening. Um, I know John's really jealous as well. Yeah, he put loads of uh, stuff up, didn't he? <laughs> so he did. I know he's, he wants to meet um, Robin Hood, isn't it? Yes. I think you can meet somewhere else, but I, I didn't get around to it. Yeah. But yeah, fair but... Um, I, I would advocate subscribing to the character located by Kenny the Pirate. It was really, really good. I okay. think it's about seven dollars. And how much that for the year? Okay, cool. So, so some random character meeting greets, which is uh, which is nice to see. Okay, uh, what's next on your good list? Next one is Hollywood Studios. Oh wow! Okay. Right now, I think the this was, was on my good list as well, wasn't it? When I went it in December, been, yeah, yeah, it was. So, what's your reason for it... Hollywood Studios? But we get all this bad press. People know oh, half the park shut. There's nothing left. Yeah. It's like if you look at what actually shut, the only thing that went that I remotely miss is the writer's stop. But right, everything okay. else that shut, yeah, I really, really couldn't have cared less about. Because um, the... there's a lot of uh, obviously they're talking about shutting some other stuff, aren't they? But then they're, they're holding off until Star Wars Land and and Pixar Place are open. The the rumours returned that. Uh, Rock and Roller Coaster's closing. It's turning into a Hanging Door Monsters Inc. coaster. That's why if you, if, you, if you close that and replace it with something of equal value, that's fine. Yeah. I think people were just making such a big deal about so it's it only half a park. That's yeah. Like, what were you doing before? If you if well, well yeah. So the back, um, the backlot tour is probably a nice thing to do once. I think that was probably really dated. I confess, I haven't been on that since probably the late 90s. And it, yeah. You know, it's showing its age then. Well, that's the thing. With uh, the stuff that has actually closed, I was the same as you. I was really worried when I go into the park that there wasn't going to be a huge amount and I was going to be in and out in half a day. And I was, and it ended up on my good list for exactly the same reason. The fact that there was far more there than I anticipated there being. And actually, it didn't have that much of an impact on the park when we were walking around it. And we were there still for a full day and we still participated in everything. And it was, yeah, it was still good. Yeah. Well, I've still got three full days out of it. So, obviously, so you did three days that... in the studios? Yeah. Okay. I mean, four days as well from, you know, at least 10 o'clock until it's shutting. Oh, okay, right. Um, so Jack's at the age where he's really, really into all the Star Wars stuff. So that, that March of the First Orders, that seemed to be kicking off every time we got there. Yeah. Um, so that's that's really fun. So if you're if you're worried that you're not going to be up at the top where the stage is, it's probably worth hanging hanging back towards the bottom end of, um, of the boulevard because as they, as they come past and up they then sort of encourage everyone else to walk up behind them and you can see all the kids really really into this marching behind the stormtroopers yeah i think that's for saying for saying you're probably getting a restricted view further up i think that's probably a really good way of of letting your kids experience it. i know jack really liked that yeah fair enough. um the other thing is what, like there is literally nobody queuing for star tours any any time i ever went it was a 10 minute queue or a walk-on in fairness, though, I suppose um, it's been open a while now, hasn't it, compared to 
kind of well Paris particularly has just opened so it's been open yeah, for three because four you, years yeah but because you know it, it's so re-rideable because it's a, you have a different experience every time I, I thought that'd be something that people did do more than once yeah I, I, I don't think it is but it's just I just find it bizarre I mean, one one day we tried it three times back to back without you know, oh, even wow. any sort any sort of queue I suppose you went at a quite a time of the year did you um, we were there the, the last when we did this. That was the Thursday before um, Memorial Day. Okay. So it was it was one of the busier days while we were there. But it was, I mean, things like um, Tarot Tower and Rock and Roller Coaster were still having an hour queue. I mean, this just seemed to be a walk on. Right. Um, okay, that's interesting. Do you, you say that we we were in Paris over uh, June half term. Uh, Tarot Terror was a walk on quite well, well it was about a 10 15 minute wait each, each time. So I wonder whether that's again whether that justifies Disney's reason for changing it in California, whether it's losing its popularity. Maybe. I'll say in Florida it was always really busy. Hmm. Um, even the um even the shows at, at Hollywood Studios, I know they're all really old. Yeah. But I do actually really enjoy them. Even the, even the uh, Little Mermaid show. You don't enjoy. And that's what, my favourite film. But. You don't enjoy Frozen, Ever After. Oh, that's. I, I gave that its own. I gave that its own item. On my oh, list. okay, right, fine. We'll leave that behind then. Um. Well, don't, we'll cover it now. Um, yeah, go on. It, the it's so much fun. Um, I think on on the surface it looks like something that's unless you've got little girls, it's not something you're going to want to do. Because of how it's played up, it's the sing-along of the films. Like, yeah, that sounds great. But it's just, it's so funny. Um, and I had the same history make, history makers that I had the last time we went. Right, okay. And they, they'd, they'd updated the, the spiels and the gags, and they were just, they were so funny. That, that like, grown men in tears. Oh, it's, um, it's just really good. Some of the, when we saw it at Christmas... Um... There was a lot of people. It was Christmas Eve, so I think they were probably on some sort of giddy Christmas high anyway. Uh, but it was absolutely <laughs> hilarious when we saw it. Um, I, again, I, I went in expecting it to just be kind of like the sing-along like we've seen in other places. Um, but, um, you know, it was it was just so, so funny. Yeah. I haven't done the one at Paris, but I think it's very different to that one, isn't it? Yeah. That, yeah, that the, the, the both of them are very up. Paris is very much a kind of karaoke on stage and there's you know there's some characters there whereas you get more of a storyline and the interaction from the the history makers in the Florida version. Yeah. Cuz this this isn't really about you know Anna and Elsa as such is it? It's more about the two history or what they call the oh, royal historians of yes. Arendelle. Yeah. Their official title. It's more about those two, isn't it? And it's just they're just, well, so they're just very funny, the two of them. I think that if they weren't good, then it would probably fall a little bit flat. But I think they've yeah, got, I think this, it, they've got this little kind off, of... It would be shut. So it's good. But okay, so that's another good. What else you got? Yeah. Um, another Frozen one. Frozen Ever After at Epcot. Okay, yeah. That that might be my favourite family Disney World attraction. Sort of dark ride. Yeah, it's just like it's like a classic Disney ride where that's what I like about it. Yeah, you know, it's got it's got your animatronics. It's got there's no height restriction on it, so everyone can go on it. And um, it, I mean, it's not just a lazy retelling of, of the story, but it still manages to get all the songs in that everyone likes, which is what what people like the film for. Yeah. And the, the, when when they first said that they were getting rid of Mouse and putting this in, I thought it was just going to be a scene by scene retelling of the story. I think a lot of people did, and that's probably why people weren't very keen on it. Yeah. But you, you wouldn't know that anything else had ever been in there. No, it fits so seamlessly, doesn't it? Um, it's yeah. very, very clever. And the the first Olaf animatronic you see, you just yeah, go, wow. Yeah, it sort of appears to run over to you. It's just... You've got that, and then you've obviously got Sven and Kristoff that come a little bit later, and just that yeah. looks so good. It's like so Marshmallow at the end. Yes, yeah, Marshmallow <laughs> right at the end just before you go down the hill. Yeah, it's just, it's so good. I think it's just everything that, you know, a Disney attraction should be. Yeah, I agree. It's that, that kind of classic feel to it. 
Yeah, the, the actual attraction doesn't sort of feel out of place in Norway either. It's not overly plastered with big um, you know, tacky signage. It's, it is sort of well themed to, to fitting within Norway. Yeah. So I, I did really like that. So I, I was apprehensive when when they said the Maelstrom was going away. I think the only drawback about it is it does seem to still break down quite a lot. Is it still closing down quite breaking down? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. One, one day we were there. We went to Akershus in the morning. Yeah. Um, so they let obviously they let you into World Showcase before it officially opens. Um, but they were letting people in to start queuing for Frozen at well, probably about quarter to nine with World Showcase not open until ten. It could have been eleven. Um, and then when we came out, the queue was even longer and it still hadn't opened up because it was broken. Okay, fair enough. So, I don't, I, mean, I don't think I saw that open up again until the afternoon. And there was another, another time it went down again. I think that's just a problem they're going to have. It probably gets a lot more usage than it did when it was Maelstrom. Hmm. Probably, probably the mechanics aren't up to it. But besides that, you know, it's great. Okay. If you can get on it, it's brilliant. Okay, so that's another good on your list. How many more goods have you got? You got quite a few, or uh, I've got two more. Okay, go. What are your last two that you've got? Last two. Okay, Disney dining plan. I know I mentioned to you guys before. I was apprehensive about doing this because yes. Jack's range of food tends to extend from chicken nuggets <laughs> to pancakes to pizza, yeah. and that's pretty much it. Fair enough. Um, so I was worried that I was going to pay all this money and that he'd end up not eating anything else, have to go and buy him food somewhere else. Um, completely, completely ridiculous because yeah. everywhere we went there was something that he liked, um, and there was absolutely loads that I liked. Okay. Uh, oh, it's more food than I can possibly even imagine. I text you guys and I've got to the point where I was actually sick of food. Oh, yeah, you said that in here that you were, you'd had enough. Because oh, I mean. Um, one of the main things is to, to upgrade from the quick service to the full dining plan for the 18 days we were there. It was about 500 pounds, and after four table service meals, you'd pay, you'd made that back. Yeah. The other thing I found was um, the cost of tipping. That suddenly meant it was quite expensive. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tip 20% because I feel bad for them. So yeah, sometimes the service wasn't fantastic. But I, I don't know how to put that down to external factors. But I, th I think we, we only had a couple that weren't weren't brilliant, and I'll come on to those. But um, I think some of the some of the best ones was um, the new Bon Voyage breakfast at yeah. Transitory Alforno. Yeah. So that's where you get um, Ariel and Eric and Rapunzel and Flynn, mm -hmm. and they come around to the tables, and um, they're really really good at, at playing up to the characters. Okay. Um, so we, I missed um, Flynn signing the kids' autograph book when he came round. Um, so I asked one of the, the waitresses to, if he could come back and sign it. Uh, and as, as I was getting ready to leave, I said, "Oh, you know, I'm sorry, but he still hasn't signed it." So I, no, he told me he's been. He's been. So no. So no, I'm, he hasn't been. I've, I've been at the table the whole time. He's not been back. Um, so she opened the book, and sure enough, he'd signed it. So somehow the, the guy who's six foot tall had managed to sneak to the table and sign the book. Right in front of me, it was. I still don't know how he did it. You know, he's really good at playing up to that sort of uh, thief character. Yeah. Uh, and the other really good one is 1900 Park Fair. See, I've um, not done 1900 Park Fair. Which which have you done? You've done dinner or? Um, no, I've not. I've not done any of them. I've, I've kind oh, of. Sorry, a lot of people have said them. they've been. No, I've never been to any of them. Yeah. So, so we did breakfast and dinner. Um, so I think breakfast you have Winnie the Pooh, Tigger, Alice, Mad Hatter, and Mary Poppins, and then at dinner you have Cinderella, Prince Charming, Lady Tremaine, and the Ugly Sisters. And the Ugly Sisters are just so funny. They just really, really like, embrace the character, and they just they'll they'll flirt with all these all these young kids, and the other one will make out that they're jealous. Yeah. And oh, they're just they're just so much fun. They're They've always the have been when they're together. They're they're always quite entertaining the way Disney portray them in the parks. They're, they're kind of they're all kind of having to go at each other all the time, which I quite like about the way that they do that. Yeah, I think, um, the, the kids didn't really get Lady Tremaine. I think they thought she was rude because obviously she's really really <laughs> quite enough, yeah, dry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think Jack could process why she wasn't being over the top and friendly like everybody else was. 
But again, it's really good, to the, really um, true to the character. Um, so that's it for dining. And my last okay. one. Yeah, your last good. Yeah, is Caribbean Beach Resort. Oh, well, um, okay. So I know there was loads of, of bad press about yeah. um, how they've just dumped this re renovation work on people, and they're taking away restaurants, and no one's have anywhere to eat, and you're going to be eating out of caravans and nonsense like this. So. Yeah, you got this. You got the seventy-five dollar reimbursement, which, in hindsight, was really, really over generous. And I did hear some people that had been offered what I've been offered, which was um, a discount on the price that they paid, so they got fifty pound a night cash back. And then when they turned up to the hotel, the hotel were accidentally giving them the seventy-five dollar gift card as well. Mm. So some people were actually getting paid to go to Disney. Okay. So a little bit jealous of that. Okay. Um, in terms of like the actual construction that's going on, the only way you really know anything was going on was that there was a road or pathway blocked off between Port Royal and Martinique. Mm. So obviously half half of Martinique's under refurbishment, demolished. Um, and you can see the that Barbados was sort of on its way out, half demolished when yeah. the internal bus took you around. Yeah. yeah. Um, but still, no one was talking about it. No one was saying what was happening with them. They were just—it was being refurbished. So, it, does it, it look messy? Hard. Does it look like a resort that's just full of walls? Or no, no. I mean, the only thing that's that's messy is Barbados because it's a demolition site. Okay. Every time you went past, a little bit more of it was knocked down on the floor. But other than that, it's, you wouldn't have really. Known. I mean, uh, yeah, they took away shutters, but. If you went to Disney and used a table service credit to, to go to Shutters, you were doing it wrong, really. It wasn't great. Mm. There were so there's so many much better options. Um, so like the temporary options that they put in, they had, they had a quick service buffet, which like, where in Disney World can you get a buffet for fifteen dollars? Okay. Um, so there's also set up these island markets. Um, so basically, in each of the blocks, they got rid of one of the rooms, cleared yeah. it out, yeah, and made it into a sort of small shop. And it so works. Yeah, yeah, it works. Yeah. Okay, that was good. You, you could get um, basically anything that wasn't hot. You could get in there. So they had um, pastries and drinks, sandwiches, um, ice creams, sweets. A, a real, real, really good selection. Yeah. Um, and then they'd also set up these um, Coca-Cola fountains in um, one of the ice, one of the rooms would have the ice machines. Fair enough. Um, so I think there were about seven hundred different combinations of drink you could get. Yeah. Um, I think because of where they are, for a lot of people, it's probably closer to get drinks and snacks than it was before the refurbishment took place. Oh, not having to traipse all the way over to Old Port Royal. Um, I mean, to sort of, and to sort of make up for that, they'd also um, got characters around the pool during the day. Oh wow! Yeah, which you don't really get in Disney World. No, no, you don't. So the with that. When were they? They had Goofy, Pluto, and Donald Duck um, in like their, I'm assuming it's like their summer holiday outfits. So they had um, like swim shorts on and all, all the bright colours. The kids yeah. were really kids were really into that. Yeah. Um, and they also had some live entertainment every night. Every night they were there. So they had a steel band one night. They had a, a reggae act. Uh, and then like they had um, a pirate band. Oh, cool. so there's okay. a, couple, a couple of guys dressed up as pirates just going around the pool singing pirate songs to Brilliant. people. And again, which the kids really loved. So the only caveat I'll put to Caribbean Beach being amazing, and it is still my favourite resort, is that the night we got there, um, Bell Services lost one of our cases. Oh, whoops. <laughs> yeah, so Willows was um, sort of sat around waiting for Bell Services to come pick you up. And yeah. As they've come, they've called a name. I've gone to go pick the cases up. And you know what the Americans like? They go, no, sir, no, sir, we'll, we'll take them. Yeah. So I jump into the taxi, and when I get there, realize that they haven't got one of the cases. And the only thing that annoyed me is um, they tried to accuse me of not even bringing it to the resort. Oh, wow. As well, I'd left it at the hotel, at the airport. Right. Because um, I obviously looked that stupid. <laughs> and what was the outcome in the end? Um, it, it, it's just been taken to someone else's room. Oh. So, um, Whoops. I, yeah, I just went in the... The minivan with um, one of the CMs and, and went and got it. Uh, luckily, you know, they'd rang around to someone that was that was still in the room. But if they'd have done what we were doing and just dumping the bags and going out, I'd 
I'd have been stuck with that back until the next morning. <laughs> Which wouldn't have been great. No. Yeah, so small thing so okay so that's only a tiny thing which is which is good so they're all of your goods yeah yeah right so flip side then let's go over to your work, please right um the elephant in the room pandora not wow. about it the fact i didn't get to flipping go well no we, I, we saw the length of the uh, of the wait times <laughs> for just getting in let alone getting on something yeah so i mean <sighs> I was all I was all geared up for it the night before. Yeah. And Claire, Claire was saying, you know, I'm reading all this stuff online. People are getting there for five o'clock in the morning. It's it's going to be really busy. I'm like, no, it's fine. We're not going to go till later. It'll have died down by then. I got up at seven o'clock in the morning to look on Facebook, and you see that people are queuing for hours just to get into the park, and then hours to get into the land, and then hours and hours to go on the rides. And it's just, that's not how I want to spend my last day. No, of course you don't. <laughs> if, if it had just been me and Claire, I'd, I'd have probably braved it for the evening and said, you know what, if, if, I, get on one, if I get on one ride, then fine. Yeah, I'll just do that. Um, but there's, there's no way that I've got the kids to tolerate that. No, of course and not. It, to, to it just didn't look like a lot of fun. At, you were looking at, just to get into the park and queue to get in and queue on a ride, you were looking at six or seven hours. Yeah. And that's before you've even got anything by that point. Yeah, we had a fast pass, but... The something that has been reported, I, th I think it was by Kenny the Pirate, was that yeah. Disney had said they were going to try and honour the fast passes, but they couldn't make any promises. Yeah, so what's the point? Oh, <laughs> Surely, if you've got then, a fast pass for an attraction, you should be able to just get in. There's no yeah. point giving them fast passes and then saying, well, I'm sorry, you're going to have to queue to get in now. Well, I thought the whole purpose of them bringing in fast pass was, oh, this is the most efficient way to fill all our rides up. We'll take all the fast pass and then we fill it up what's left with standby. Yeah, which is fine, but you've they've surely got to be a way for you to be able to get into the land when there's a queue that big. You say you know, if, if you have a fast pass reservation within the next thirty minutes, you can come here or yeah. I, I think by the end of the day, that the that is what happened because they got that far behind with getting people in you know, through fast passes. Yeah, they were getting a lot of stick. Um, but but just the fact that they said they were, you know, they were going to try and honour them but couldn't guarantee it like, that's enough to put me off Yeah. so our, our fast passes weren't until 6 o'clock in the evening right okay so I, my idea was I'll, I'll avoid all the, the scrum in the morning and we'll, that we've got a fast pass so they'll let us in for the evening when we can see it all lit up yeah um, but I think even then it was still ridiculous I think it's only this past week that it sort of got down to acceptable wait times I think you're looking about 90 minutes an hour now okay finally it's kind of got down to that particular level but I suppose it's quiet period now, isn't it? So I'm not surprised that that's happened. Yeah, I mean, you know, I imagine in a couple of weeks we'll be back up again. Okay, so um, uh, so that was getting in was a bad. So not Pandora <laughs> itself that was the bad. It was just getting in, not actually being able to see it at all. No, okay. everything I've seen of it, and say it looks it looks really good. Um, like I said, it's just next year to get so back. The reviews now, that we've read for them and things like that have, have been really really good. So. Yeah, it's, it's just, just the way, the, way that the opening's gone, it does make you worry what Star Wars land will be like. Oh, it's going to be mental. That is going to be <laughs> absolutely mental. <laughs> oh, well. Right, okay. What's your next bad? Uh, Disney buses. Okay. So, at the hotels now, they have these expected arrival times for each of the buses. <laughs> I know where you're going with this, yeah. Which is great. <laughs> so it, doesn't it, work. It, it, seems to be, it seems to be true for every bus that isn't going to Magic Kingdom. Right, okay. So, oh... I'm reliving all this trauma now, Adam. So, it, it routinely take 20 to 30 minutes yeah. for it to arrive. You know, after, sorry, it routinely turn up 20 to 30 minutes late every time. Yeah. And on the worst occasion, 18 other buses going to other, th other parks came with no one getting off. Well, hardly anyone getting off. Nobody getting on before a Magic Kingdom one came. Wow. And... I don't know if it's caused by the roadworks that are going on because one one the, that day when we did actually get the bus to Magic Kingdom, the guy took a detour through Hollywood Studios car park because it was quicker. <laughs> he, I, he said something over the tannoy, um, and no one could really understand what he was saying, but we could just see him peeling off to go to Hollywood Studios, and I was saying to Claire, this guy's an idiot, he doesn't know what he's doing. He's taking us to the wrong park, so not only we're late, we're now going to the wrong park. <laughs> Turns out. And you just proceed to just drive through the drive through the, the car park. Wow. Okay. Oh, just knock um, the microphone. There we go. So uh, what I don't understand is, 
when you get in a scenario like that where they must know that people aren't getting off these buses and aren't getting on them, yeah. Why why can't they just reroute one of them to go to Magic Kingdom? Or if if when you send up to your bus stop, why can't they have one of the you know, in the UK we have these um, um these screens where you press to say if you're happy or not. Yeah. Why can't they have one of those to say which theme park you're going to, and that know. gives them the information then. It's a good point. Um, I guess they're pre, they're pre, the routes are pre-programmed, I would guess. But from what I understand, having spoken to one of the bus drivers in the past, that they don't actually know where they're going to next until it comes up on their screen. Um, so I suppose there is that possibility that they could do that. But I suppose it's also down to whether or not they can monitor the queues at each of the resorts to see which one's waiting the longest and which one's waiting for this, that and the other. If it was one that was supposed to be going to the magic from a resort to the Magic Kingdom, and something else came up first, it could get rerouted and go to there rather than that one. But we had the same issue with being at All Stars that there were like three buses for Epcot, two buses for Animal Kingdom, and one for Hollywood Studios that all came through before another Magic Kingdom bus came through. Yeah, and it's it's maddening. Every time it comes, you think, "Oh, this will be ours," and, and it and those, isn't. The thing is with those wait time things. I get what Disney is trying to do with them, but they're not very accurate. And quite often you'll find it'll tell you it's going to arrive at this time, and then you watch as the time gradually creeps yeah. up. And you're like, what, what's this all about? It's like sat-nav, when sat-nav <laughs> cheats. When you get close to your destination, the sat-nav's like, well, I've got half an hour yet, it's only going to take them ten minutes. I've just gradually decreased the time so we arrive at the time that it says they're going to arrive. <laughs> it's literally like that. Yeah, I, I, wasn't exactly what it is. I wasn't a fan of the screens, if I'm honest, because I thought yeah. I was the same. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and similarly, where well, you don't have the screens when you're queuing to get home, when you really do want them because you have no idea when your bus yes, is coming. Yes, that is also true, yeah. You're not quite sure when the next bus is going to be coming through. No. And it just seems to take forever. Yeah. And any time that we went to Magic Kingdom, the first time we did it, we got the bus back and it was awful um, for some of the reasons I'll, I'll come to later. Yeah, okay. But what, what we ended up doing was walking to the Contemporary and... Getting yeah, an Uber from there. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Okay. So you it's, did it instead. Um, so that varied between sort of ten and eighteen dollars, depending on what what surge charge they were on. Right. Okay. But it's just so much easier. Yeah. Than doing that. Okay. What's your next bad? Oh, Epcot. Oh wow. Okay. What the whole park? The whole what the whole park barring a couple of attractions. Okay. Go on. Explain. So I finally got to do soaring. I love that. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, Frozen's great, as I've said. Test track, I've, I've learned to love it. Um, Three Caballeros is, is one of my favourite rides ever. Um, but everything else, it's just a bit meh. It just looks so sad. Okay, that I wasn't expecting that one. I think we were talking about it when we were there. We worked out, I think the only way that you could you could get a full day out of it is if you had two table service meals. And you spend most of your day drinking and eating around World Showcase. Because in terms of like actual attractions that you'd want to do, there's not that many. Okay. So uh, most most of Future World I didn't even touch. You see, I still quite like... You've got, obviously, Soren, you've got... I quite like Over the Land. Mission Space, I enjoy. Test Track. Um, Universe of Energy was alright for a sit-down. My, my life's too short to go on um, the Universe of Engine, I'm afraid. You've obviously got the whole of Interventions closed, which is true. You've still got Spaceship Earth. Meh. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I, I, I'm different. I, I can't take... Because that's something you've got to interact with, and other people there are relying on you to do your bit, aren't they? Yeah. And I can't really take Jack on that, because he's just going to sit there and just smash all the buttons, because yeah. he thinks it's funny and they make a noise. Um, and then someone will say something, and I'm going to get into an argument that's going to ruin my whole day. Fair enough. But the rest of it, I mean, the, the Imagination Pavilion just makes me really, really sad. Yeah, I know what you mean as you come out at the end. Yeah, because half the things are broken. Yeah. And it's just, it just reminds me of like a Merlin theme park, to be honest. <laughs> Where they've had a little bit of money left over. So, oh, let's about, stick some things in this room. We're not going to maintain them. Yeah, it's just a bit depressing. Um, and I, I love the old imagination ride. Yeah, the journey's imagination and this replacement until you get to the very end. 
it's it's just sad. And I like Figment. It just deserves better. Okay, fair enough. But but World Showcase, are we are we feeling that? World Showcase is okay. Okay. But all your attractions are at the start. Yeah. So when you've got young kids, trying to persuade them that it's a really really good idea to walk all the way around to China and Morocco yeah. and. Mm, yeah, uh, they they need something to get you to go to go over to the other side. Yeah, I mean, adults will because the food's good and the drinks good and it is it's a really good looking place. Yeah, but in terms of actual things to do for families, it's a bit lacking. Okay, fair enough. So so this time round, Epcot is not. Is it bad enough for you that you wouldn't go again? Um, I'd go, but I'd probably do the same things I did this time. Okay. I'd, do those four attractions, and probably go to Akashus. Fair enough. Okay. Um, what's next then on your your list? Oh, last bad. Go on. T Rex. Yeah, you see, I'm I'm kind of with you on this one. Go on, explain. It was utter utter tripe. The food. I've never I've never had such bad food. Yeah, anywhere. you see, I had this. I've only been once, and the food was really really awful, and never went back again. I'm not going, but there's nothing that would get me back there. So, I had the, the ribs and chicken combo. Yeah. I, these ribs, I'm not joking, 80% of it was bone. They were massive when they came out. I thought there was literally no chance I can eat them. Yeah. And it was just bone. And more bone. And then a bit of cartilage. And then more bone. It was, they were rank. Yeah. Uh, and then the, rot- the rotisserie chicken that came with I've, honestly I've never had anything so dry and lacking in flavour it was worse you know when the Tesco's reduced their chickens on a <laughs> night I would, ra- I would rather have eaten one of those that was in the bin okay, than eat this again enough. it was horrid so we're not feeling t- uh, T-Rex again then no my, okay. my, my, my biggest complaint about T-Rex right is that they have a dessert menu yeah. and unless you're sharing with someone yeah. it's literally two things that's yeah. not a menu yeah 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 Okay. Like this thing they pick up, oh, the chocolate explosion. It's um, chocolate cake with some flipping ice cream and dry ice. And um, even the theming and everything isn't isn't swaying, you know? Oh, no, that's that's great. But I've done that in 10 minutes, and when it actually comes down to the thing that you've gone in there for, which yeah. is food, yeah. it's so lacking. Fair enough. It's, oh. I okay. thought, honestly, you, you might as well have stuck a McDonald's in there and it would have been better. <laughs> Okay, moving on then. Before you uh, you upset the dinosaur. <laughs> um, what's what's on your ugly list? I'm hoping it's oh, not a long one. list. No, one. Just got the one. Oh, is it? Okay, right. So just one thing. Yeah. Okay. What have we got yeah, on your so, uh, your ugly list? Other guests. <laughs> other no. people. Okay. I, I I don't know what it is about people. I don't know whether it's the political climate that we're in now. Yeah. Or just people go to Disney World and they think it's their holiday and that's all that matters. But yeah. people are flipping rude so many times. I had to bite my tongue. And I'm not good at that. Yeah. So, where should we start? There's the obvious things like there's people cutting in lines. Yeah. Which seem to happen daily. Yeah. Um, the people would jump. One, one thing I saw was when we were going on to Big Thunder Mountain in the Fast Pass queue, people were jumping over from the normal queue into the Fast Pass queue. Yeah. To then see if they could get through the second um, fast pass touch points. Yeah. I was realizing then they couldn't, and then going back. I saw that twice. Um, oh, the other thing Pe- people in groups rushing the, fa- the fast pass touch points. So you get a group of about 10 people come up, and only two or three of them will touch the vans, and everyone will try and get through. Right. That was annoying. Yeah. And some fans at CMs were really good at, con- at controlling because they, they must see it all the time. But it's just after the third or fourth time you've seen people trying to do it, it just yeah. makes, you, makes your blood boil. Fair enough. Um, one of the nastiest things I saw was the day we went to um, Cinderella's Royal Table. Yeah. There was a guy sat next to me whose um, son wanted to wear a princess dress. Right. And. Fair play to that. He'd let the, he'd let him wear his his bell dress. Yeah. And the number of people that were commenting, like quite loudly, about the fact that this lad's got a princess dress on, and slating the dad for it, and really, that dad's awesome. I I don't I don't get the logic of 
why you've gone on Disney holiday and you've got to slate what someone else is doing. Yeah. It's got nothing to do with you. Yeah. So that that one really that really wound me up. Yeah. Um, oh, if I if I say I heard the R word in Disney, do you know what I mean? The R word. Mm. Is it a rather rather unkind way of describing people with disabilities? Oh right, yeah. Yeah, I heard that. That upset me a lot. Okay, I had to really bite my tongue not to say anything. Fair enough. Um, no, just not something I want to hear when I'm in Disney. Um, and then there's just small things like people putting the kids on shoulders. Oh, well, that annoys me anyway. That irritates me. Yeah. There was there was a couple of things that happened with us while we were in Disneyland Paris, actually, and uh, I ended up getting sick to death of it. Um, so what we got is we got the kids in the in our in their buggies because they were really tired bless them we were watching the nighttime show we weren't going to get them out of the buggies because they were probably going to drop off anyway so we'd made sure we'd moved ourselves far enough back so we weren't going to be in the way of anybody and actually everyone around us had kids as well so we'd all created space so that they could watch it without having to get out and then all of a sudden there was this woman who decided that she wanted to watch it from in front of them all and she wanted to film it as well and everyone was like really annoyed with it and everyone was like set asking her to move and she refused so i just kept going and standing directly in front of her right in front of her <laughs> camera so most of the film she's got is the back of my head and every time she moved to the left i moved to the left every time she moved to the right i moved to the right and she'd give up and walk to the side again so i'd come and stand back then like a couple of minutes later she'd go and try again so then i went again in front of her i moved left <laughs> she moved left and then she eventually got the message and disappeared all these people around were like i can't believe you just did that there's a couple behind us who are like, okay, you're a brave man. <laughs> so. We had a similar thing um, when the um, when the storm, the March of the First Order was going on at Hollywood Studios. So Jack's um, Jack has a push chair. It's one of these big McLaren things. Yeah. So we would wheel wheel that forward, and then this woman, one of them, literally stepped over him so that she could stand in front of him. And before, in fact, before I could lose my temper, a cast member had come over and told her to politely do one because she's in what happened but like, I, I don't get why people have to be so flipping rude yeah um on the, the thing that happened on the last day um we were coming out of um we've been to tony's and we we're coming down those steps and the the train had just come in yeah and these people come behind and must have been rushing to get it so i'm, I'm like walking isla who's, who's three down these steps and then i just felt someone's like both hands literally in my back yeah. Push me, to push me down there and yeah. I absolutely lost it I just turned, turned around and I just screamed at this in fact I, I didn't know how old he was or how big he was or anything the guy must have been his, at least in his 50s yeah. he was about 5 foot 3 <laughs> I just screamed what, so it was, what it, the hell are you doing it was a, holiday, a lot of holiday of you losing your temper then basically is what I you're know, saying I think it all boiled up and I kept my temper until that Right, okay. point. So yeah. if, if I'd have gone down then, I'd have taken Isla down with me. Yeah. And that's, I think I I couldn't contemplate having the audacity to push someone yeah. down the stairs. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to get in front. Yeah. But on the whole, good trip. Yeah, I don't think you can go to Disney World and have a bad trip, can you? Well, I don't know. I'm sure there's some people are in the world who well, quite happily well, say I've, I've, I've seen people complaining about the weather. What about it being too hot? Well, no, after we left, there seems to get five, six straight straight days of torrential rain. Okay, well, that's kind of the, the danger of going to that part of the world. It does kind of happen. I know. Um, but, but at the end of the day, it's raining, but you're still in Disney World. And then also at the end of the day, it keeps all the locals away because nobody wants to go when it's raining. Exactly. Keeps the queues down. Yeah. You get to, see the, get to see the special rainy day parade. You do. <laughs> this is true. Which is in privileged company. But, you know... So it's, it's all good. So, uh, so, so, have you got another trip planned? Is there, what, is there something else in the pipeline, or uh, we're thinking twenty nineteen to go back? I want to start to hear what's happening about Star Wars opening. Yeah, because I don't want to be there when it opens, based on what Avatar was like. Yes. Um. So, then Claire's been really inconsiderate and is trying to get a job as a teaching assistant. So oh, what's she doing? Times. Mm. Mm. I feel your pain there. Yeah, don't join education. What are you doing? Get out. <laughs> um, I think our, our next trip is probably going to be 2019. We are uh, we've got three children 
between us, so uh, it's going to be a bit of an old trip taking all of those over. Uh, we've just done Disneyland Paris with them, they loved it. I think we'll take them back again next year, but uh, I think, yeah, possibly 2019 may be the, the year for Florida, but we will see at this moment in time. But uh, no, good. I'm, I'm glad that you had a good trip, although you had a few niggles and bits and pieces, but uh, on the whole, it was good. Uh, now, that's it for this week, and actually, we've run pretty well anyway, so it's time for this. And anyway, it's nice to have you back, Gareth, even though, you know, you've been a bit grumpy. I've not been grumpy. <laughs> well, anyway, if this you've... Um, if that's uh, Gareth's trip reports, and I don't think anybody's got any trips coming up anytime soon, have we? So... Well, no, you, you're all off in September and October, aren't you? Yeah, Maybe well, I'm off July... Me. End of July, beginning of August, and then I'm off again in November. Uh, we thought about going for September for the half marathon, but I'm like, I don't really think I can justify going out there to run the 10k. So uh, I'm definitely not doing the half marathon. I can't cope with it. I've not done enough training. <laughs> but anyway, if you want to contact us while we're not on air, we'll be back in a couple of weeks' time. Then you can contact us, which is radio at disneybrit.com. You can also go to our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash Disneybrit podcast, and at Disneybrit over on Twitter as well. We'll have the whole team back for the next show, which, uh, which will be pretty cool. But uh, thank you for joining me, Gareth. Thank you for having me, as always. And, well, you know, what what, what would it be without you? Well, basically, there was no one else, was there? No, it's just, yeah, there. everybody else has bailed. <laughs> you know, Susan's on a train somewhere, John's working, and Katie's not on a roof in Spain. Uh, she's just somewhere else in Spain. But, uh, yeah, we'll be back in two weeks' time. Um, and uh, until then, don't forget, you can still sign up for Katie's Virtual Race um, and take part in that to have a race funds for Cordwell children. And uh, I have need to sign up for mine. I've still not done it. I'm so disorganised. I must do it, and I must do it soon. Uh, but uh, we'll get that done, and uh, I know Katie will update us on all of that that's been going on when she's on the next show as well, which would be awesome. Anyway, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we will see you in a couple of weeks' time. Until then, we'll see you. Thank you.